Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with an uplifting message. Uh, I'm so excited today. I want to let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Boy, do I have a word for you today. Uh, you know, this is the season of Thanksgiving. And how do you be thankful in the season of Thanksgiving when your world has been turned upside down? Guess what? God has given me a word to give to you in this season of Thanksgiving. You know, uh, this is a time where we're living in a world with COVID, and this is the first time we're not going to have a, uh, a traditional Thanksgiving where the house is full of family and kids and cousins and brothers and sisters and family running around, everybody just celebrating, having a good time. For the past nine months, we have been living in turmoil. We didn't saw the election come. We didn't see how this has been a struggle about uh, when is the president going to concede? Is Biden really going to get a chance to be the president? We can't have Thanksgiving with our family and friends. And then at the same time, we're dealing with just natural life. There's someone who lost a mother, a father, a brother, a son, a daughter in this season. And it's difficult in this season for people. And I can testify to that because guess what? I lost my son. I know plenty of people who lost people close and dear to them. And they're hurting at this time. How can they give God thanks when a world has been upside down? Can I tell you something? Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Even when you feel discouraged and you feel that your world is upside down, what do I do? My son's not here. My mother's not here. My father's not here. My brother's not here. Because guess what? My mother's not here either. My father's not here. So all that, how can I find the joy? How can I find a way to lift my head to thanks God? You know, in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says this, starting at verse 15. 1 Thessalonians 5, starting at verse 15. This is what it says. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always trying to be kind to each other. Everyone else, be joyful always, praying continually, giving thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. How do I do that? Man, how do I find the joy when everything in my world is upside down? How do I look at it? How do I get happy? Or how do I remain happy? This is how you remain happy. I just want to let you know this. But before we get started, I know I read the scripture first, but before we start, I just wanted that just a tad bit of what I'm going to talk about. But before we get into what we're going to get into, I was reading from the NIV when I read that First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. But before we get started in that, we're going to pray. Because I think that there's power in prayer. And I believe God has given me a prayer to release the people to give them peace this season. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for today, Father. I pray for the people, Father, who are hurting this Thanksgiving because they don't know what to do. 
They don't know how to feel free. They don't know how to enjoy themselves because they're longing for relatives who are not here. Friends. Uh, people can't be together because of travel distance. They can't go to California. They can't go to different places to be around their loved ones at this time because of the present circumstances a COVID, the pandemic that we are living through. I pray, Father, that you bless these people. I pray, Father, that the word that you have given me to give your people, that it will fill them with joy. And how do we have thanksgiving during suffering? How do we rejoice when the world is upside down? When you have to muster the energy up to be strong. I ask you, Father, to give people the ability to be strong. I ask you, Father, to give people to the ability to know that you are a good God in the midst of tribulations, in the midst of pain, in the midst of turmoil, that whatever's on their heart, man, God, is on your heart, man, that you care for them, Father. I pray, Father, that this word would go forth and that it would bless your people in a perilous time. When it seems like there is no, nothing to be happy for, nothing to be thankful, Father. There's a million things to be thankful, Father. We just got to think of it. First of all, God, you woke us up this morning, and you gave us life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I don't know what you're going through. Uh, I don't know your financial situation. I don't know your health situation. Uh, I don't know your relationship situation at this time, but I pray and I ask God to bless you. I ask God to lift you up in a special place because there's a special place because we can always be thankful for God because guess what? If you have a place to stay, if you have light, if you have heat, uh, if you have water, if you have something to eat, those are things to be thankful. If you can walk around and move around because some of the smallest things that we take for granted are things to be thankful for. Be thankful in all things, even in the midst of your pain. And I'm going to, I'm going to share a story with you about the disciples, and we're going to be in the book of Acts. And I'm reading from the, the, the New International Version of the NIV. And we're going to look at the apostles. Now, these guys had followed Jesus for over three years. They slept with him. They became close to him. John, John was known as to be the disciple that laid on his bosom. They loved him. He loved them. But he was crucified on a cross. And they had to go on because they had a work to do. They had a work to do for God. Now, they could have sat there and they could have just given up. They could have walked away from the call that was placed on their life. But they found a way to be thankful, even when it came towards their lives being taken, like Christ's life was taken. But remember, Christ, he died, but he rose again on the third day. So I want you to be thankful today because we had a savior that went to the cross for mankind. 
to put us in right fellowship with God and give us a new way of life, a new way of hope, a new way of adventure. And I know right now there's some people that's really hurt. They don't know what to do. They missing. They missing the people that they love. They missing their mother. They missing their son. They missing their daughter. They're missing their cousins. They're missing their aunties, their uncles, their friends. Uh, you know, not just missing people through death, but missing people because they walked out of their life. They're nowhere around. They won't, you know, some people won't come back home. But I want to let you know today, it's all right to come back home and be thankful. Understand this, whoever you are, who might be so far away and think that they can't come home because they made a mistake. But let me tell you something. Just like in Luke, when the prodigal came to him senses, he knew that he can go back home. He knew that his father had been good, even to the service, and he came back. So if you think that you can't go back home and, and have Thanksgiving with your family, the devil is a lie. I'm telling you, go. Don't haste, go. Because they've been waiting on you to come for a very long time. But like I said, we're going to talk in Acts. We're going to look at Acts. We're going to see how the disciples respond to after Jesus' death. How did they muster up the energy to be thankful and, and go on and believe in the message that he gave them? Remember, in John chapter 17, Jesus had one mission to do, to let mankind know that there was only one God and he did that. He fulfilled that. He did it and fulfilled it. And then he asked God in John chapter 17, restore me back to my former past. To sit next to you and fill you. And God did. But he had to go to the cross to be able to get back. But he got back. But not only did he get back, he brought us into the family. What we have today, we have the right to say, I'm my father. So guess what? If you're missing a loved one, you're missing your father, you're missing your mother, understand, you have a father in heaven. You can be so thankful that you have a good father in heaven who loves you with an everlasting love, not a love that's going to judge you and keep you beat down. He doesn't remember your sin. He doesn't hold things against you. He's that type of God that he's always there for you. Even in the midst of all your tribulations and things, when you feel like that you have letting the world down, you're letting yourself down, you, 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 you feel defeated, you felt like that, you're blue. But God loves you. God will never give up on you. And I don't want you to give up today. I don't want you to feel defeated uh, when Thanksgiving comes, that you don't have nothing to be thankful. Oh, you have a lot to be thankful. If you get up that day, just say, I thank you, God, for letting me have breath today. I get the day to magnify you. I get the day to uplift you because you never know who you're going to witness to about life. Do not be discouraged. Do not feel like you don't matter. I want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're dwelling on, whatever you're missing, 
He cares for you, even in the midst of your pain. He cares for you because he loves you. So I want you to be able to have thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is just expression, in other words. Because today, you have a day to be thankful. And if you are missing loved ones, you can thank God for their lives and what they did and what they meant to you. You can honor them on that day. You can wake up and say, Mama, even though you're not here, I love you. And I can say, Daniel, my son, even though you're not here, I love you. I thank God for you. Thanks for being a part of my life. Thank you. And I can say, God, thank you for allowing me to have them in my life for as long as you allowed me to have them. See, I can find things to be thankful. Uh, I'm thankful because guess what? I have a place to stay. I have some food. I have family. I have friends that love me and care about me. God, I thank you for all the people that you're blessed to be in my life. I thank you, Father, for that. See, this is, this is how we give thanks. You see, I found some things to be thankful about. And we ain't even got to the, to the meat of the subject yet. But I just want to show you that you can be thankful. If you, if you got a job this season, God, I thank you. I got a job. I got a place to go to work. So I want you to know that you can be thankful because God is a good God. God is a great God. He will never leave you nor forsake you in your hour and your time of need, even when you don't believe it. And sometimes, you know, holding on to the promise of God can be hard. It can be hard to hold on to the promise of God because it don't make no sense. You might say, God, why had that happen to me? Why those things had to happen to me? But you know what? God has the ability to take whatever you're feeling and he's able to take it and smooth it out. And he's able to comfort you in the midst of your pain and suffering. You know, you can you can just count on God. I just want to tell you that you can count on God. And I'm the, the statement that I make is true. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. God loves you. I'm not making that up. I'm not trying to tell you something to make you feel good. I'm telling you what I know for a surety. I know factually. I know every day that I get up, I know that God loves me because he said it in his word. Not only did he say it in his word, but he proved it to me. In his invisibility, he has proven to be a faithful and a loving God. Even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of loss. That's enough right there. I hope that, I hope that, you know, and I hope that this be a blessing to you for those who are hurting this Thanksgiving, those who are missing the people that they love and cherish, and they don't know what to do or how to do it, don't know what to say. 
I just tell you that God loves you. And we're going to dive into this thing. And we and actually probably be going through a couple of different chapters in Acts because I'm letting the Holy Spirit use me today. I'm surrendering my will for God's will. To be a blessing, to be a testimony. You know what a testimony is? A testimony is something that changes people's heart and mind. It makes people believe that God really cares. So if you have a testimony, share it with someone. Because your testimony has the ability to alter somebody's whole opinion on who God is. Because they get to hear you say how great and powerful God is. They get to hear you say that you are what he has done for you. And they get to say, oh God, you did it for them. You can do it for me. That's what God would do. God is not a respecter person. What God do for one, he'll do for another. God would do it. We just got to trust in him. Now we're going to uh, go to Acts chapter 5. And we're going to skip down to, remember from the NIV. I'm going to start in Acts chapter 5. First, and I might end up in Acts chapter 2, might end up in Acts chapter 3, or, but we're going to start in Acts chapter 5, starting in verse 12. See, when Jesus left the earth to be with his father, he made sure that those disciples that were with him, he made sure they were well equipped to teach the gospel to the world. And I'm going to prove it to you. But also, they're going to do it in honor of him. They seen him suffer on the cross. They knew that he died a brutal death. They know that he rose again on the third day. And he spent time with them on the earth. See, God loved them so much. When Doubt and Talents didn't believe that God had came back and saw the other disciples, he made a special appearance for Thomas to let him see his nail pierced hands in his foot. He let him see. But then, you know, Christ is so powerful. I want you to know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart, man. I want you to see how powerful God is in, in John when he, you know, he comes and he shows himself to Thomas because Thomas said, I ain't going to believe until he show himself. Thomas said, hey, nuh-uh. It ain't good enough for you to give me the word. Uh, now, this is a teaching one, but I'm going to show you something so you'll know. Christ was using Thomas to be a teaching moment to all of mankind. So that all of mankind would know this. Christ is so awesome, if you didn't know. And this is why we give him thanks. Because he took what Thomas said and used what Thomas said and this is what he told Thomas. He said, the people are going to be blessed who have not seen me and believe in me. And the reason why Christ used this as a teaching moment, because now, guess what, he, what the disciples are getting ready to do? They're getting ready to be persecuted. They're about to be dispersed. They're about to go all over the, the known world to share the gospel to people, to let people know that Christ and who he was. And it had to come through persecution. It had to come through trial. It had to come through pain. There was no easy way for it to happen. See, sometimes 
when an enemy attacks you, in other words, he thinks that he's going to defeat you. But all he's doing is pushing you to the direction where God wants you to be at. I want you to know that. Whatever's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. Give thanks to God. Give thanks to God for the little bitty things that you can write, that you can read, that you can see, that you can hear, that you can smell. Because somewhere in the world, someone doesn't have those things that you have. Those little five things. I guess People don't have that. Some people don't have it. Some people don't have use of their fingers. Some people don't have use of their hands. Some people don't, can't even see. Let's get, in, let's get into Acts. Let's roll into uh, verse 12. The apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared to join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added, added to their number. As a result of people brought the sick into the street and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits. And all of them were healed. See? understand this the gospel work because they were men just like me and you there was nothing special about peter and the disciples just that they believed in christ and he he equipped them with the holy spirit the same things that they did now some people would teach what well, is these things don't happen today and you know and that's a personal thing you know but i believe that the gifts work I believe they didn't stop when Christ went to heaven. I believe in the workings of these things. And I'm not trying to persuade you. I'm just telling you it's just what I believe, in other words. Uh, I believe it, in other words. So, you know, and I hope that I don't offend you because I said it. But that's just, that's just my belief. But you know what, though? I'm going to show you about doing good. You can do good and get in trouble. But don't, don't get discouraged because you're doing right. Because they was only doing what they can see. Remember like this. Jesus was their teacher. Everything that he did, they were able to do because he taught them. And how did he teach them? He taught them the word of God. He told them who God was. And they believed him. They believed in the word that came out of his mouth. And they were able to perform the things that he did. They were able to emulate everything that Christ did. And I want you to know today we have power in the Holy Spirit. I don't want you to be discouraged and not being thankful this season because you have a lot of things to be thankful. And if you have children, be thankful for them. 
And if you can feed them, be thankful for them. Be thankful. Just be thankful that you got a pair of shoes. Be thankful that you got a coat. Be thankful. Now, enough of that. Let's get back into action. I'm going to share with you about how to give thanks when your world gets turned upside down. You think that because they did all these miraculous things, miracle signs, people being healed, that people would just would <laughs> clap and applaud for them. But no, they did because they had some they had some haters, and you know what a hater is? Someone who doesn't see you the way the rest of the world sees you, the way God sees you. Now, in verse 17, it says this: Then the high priest and all his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. I mean, jealousy, haters. See. In verse 18, they arrested the apostles and put them in a public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the door of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple of the courts, he said, and tell the people the full message of this life. Now, you see what happened? Now, I want you to understand. Now, we're also going to find out that if you read Acts later on, you're going to find Acts, Acts chapter 12 that Peter, once again, has an angel to lift him out of prison. But the boldness of this is, this is what the angel tells him. Now, I'm going to let y'all out, show them the power of God. But I want y'all to go right there to the front door and let them know the message. This is the message. This is the message for Thanksgiving that God has given me to give you. And I want you to listen. I want you to listen and listen, listen good because this is power right here. This is going to break some bondage off some people where they can give thanks to God. In verse 21, it says, At daybreak, they entered the temple courts, and as they had been told, and began to teach the people, when the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, we found the jail securely locked with the guards standing in the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guards and the chief priests were puzzled wondering what would come of this. Then some came and said, look, the men you put out of jail are standing in the temple court teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared the people would stone them. They didn't run. They went right to the temple to teach. And they scared the Sanhedrin. They even scared the officers that they were afraid to, that they was going to get stoned. Could you imagine going to a jailhouse and you looking for the prisoners? The guards are standing duty. No one knows. And when you open the cell, ain't nobody there. You say, what happened? And no one can give you an answer. But when you go look for them to report, they're right there waiting on you. And they're doing the thing that they were taught to do. 
imitate Christ. Heal the people, teach the people. Give the people the message of hope and love and thanksgiving. Let them know that Christ died for them so that they can live for eternity. So, hey, we can be thankful that we got eternity at the end of the day. And, and you see that? Did you see what I said? That they didn't run. They were right there giving the word of God, teaching people who God was and was not ashamed of doing what they were called to do. They didn't run and hide. They were right there. And then check this out. This is verse uh, 27. Having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in the name. He said, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teachings and determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. See, now they're scared. See, they, they, you know, if you're looking, if you go through the Gospels and you understand that, that, that these are the people who sent Christ to the cross out of jealousy. Not because he was a bad guy, not because he, just because of pure jealousy, hateless. But you know what? I'm going to tell you. When you know who Christ is, even in the midst of your life, you can give thanks because this is what the disciples were doing. They were just only imitating Christ. But guess what? At one point in time, when they came to get Christ to take him before these people, they all flew. But this time, because of the gift of the Holy Spirit and the gift because God is with them, they have the boldness now to do something that is going to revolutionize the whole world. Even to this day, even to this very moment, we believe in Jesus Christ, those who believe. And this is what it says in verse 29. Peter and other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus from the dead, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel. We are witnesses of these things. And so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Now see, this is another teaching. See, to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, you have to obey God. See, sometimes people say, well, I don't, you know, I, you know, I don't believe in all that, you know. And it's because somewhere along the line, they not, see what it says? It's given to those who obey God. Those who recognize who he is. That he's the savior of the world. And so they can give thanks. Because what they're saying is, hey, we obey God. So he's given us the Holy Spirit. It's given to those who obey and believe. And when they heard this, they were furious and they wanted to put them to death. See this? I'm talking about now they already said they don't want the people, they don't want the people to think that put the blood of Jesus Christ on them. But they've got so furious because these guys, they're not doing anything wrong. They're healing people, they're doing miraculous things. They're doing things that these guys should be giving thanks. You see what I mean about Thanksgiving? Instead of coming at these guys, they should be giving them, they should be thanking God 
and thanking them because they serve the Savior. But understand this, not everybody's going to be happy for you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want you to know that. And so in verse 33, when they heard this, they were furious and they wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin in order that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed, the, he addressed them. He said, men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Thaddeus appeared, claiming to be someone and about 400 men railed to him. He was killed and all his followers were dispersed. And in all times came to be nothing. After him, Judas of Galilee appeared in the days of the census, and he led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you to leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of a human origin, it will fail. But it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourself fighting against God. His speech persuaded them, and they called the apostles in and had them flogged. And they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus. Let them and let them go. See? I'm going to show you how powerful this is. When you know who God is, you can be thankful in the midst of any pain, any sorrow, any hurt. These guys were only doing the work that they were called to do. And it says that they had one to get them killed, but God didn't let them die this time. They were flogged. You know, flogging is, you know, that means they were beaten. In other words, they were beaten. But you know what? Let me tell you something. When you know how to be thankful, God will help you. And this is what they said. They said they got a beat down. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace in the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ, Christ, the Holy One, the one that was spoken of in the gospel, the one who was going to come and redeem men, and he did. Did you hear they said? They didn't stop. Day to day, they just continue on being rejoicing, being thankful, talking about God. And I don't know who I'm talking to right now. I want to let you know. Even though you might feel like that you hurt and you're alone, you're not alone. The reason for this show is to let you know that you're not alone, that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and he cares for you. I want you to know that God is fighting for you right now in the midst of your pain. And I want to let you know that you have victory in the name of Jesus. And if you have a moment, just say, thank you, Jesus. This, this whole thing, thanks for giving. I want you to be thankful to Jesus because He's the Christ, the anointed one. He's the one that was spoken of, who would come and redeem man, and he did. And as the apostles, 
had been uh, humiliated, had been beaten, they were able to rejoice in the midst of his death. They was even able to rejoice in the midst of their pain. So I want to let you know, whatever's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. I hope that this message has been a blessing to you. I hope that you're able to rejoice this Thanksgiving. I hope you're able to understand that we can find all kind of things to be thankful. I want to tell you I love you. I'm going to close in prayer. Oh, precious Father, I just thank you for the day, Father. As we get ready to celebrate Thanksgiving in this perilous time, this COVID time, where people really can't celebrate the holiday where they normally would do, and the people are missing their loved ones. Ask you, Father, to give them strength, that you would give them mercy, that you would help them in the midst of their tribulations and their pain. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to tell you that I love you. If you have a prayer request, please send it in to me so I can pray with you and believe that God would turn your circumstance around. I want to say I love you, and you're not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and be blessed this Thanksgiving.